So, um, the new Disney movie, Frozen 2, uh, touches upon some reparations. Uh, the theme of reparations is in there. Don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but, uh, it's basically, um, some indigenous people basically, you know, got their land stolen away. And so the theme touches upon, um, basically reparations. So, um, let's talk about it. So, um, when I hear, uh, reparations, I'll be completely honest, I immediately think of the barbershop movie where (laughs) Cedric, the entertainer's character, basically is like, reparations, what is that going to do? It's going to do nothing but (laughs) make Cadillac the number one dealership in the country, which is incredibly wrong to say, but, uh, yeah, it makes me laugh even now. Um, (laughs) But uh, I know that it's actually a very, you know, difficult and sensitive topic. Um, You know, it's pretty controversial. No one wants a handout. It doesn't feel good to, you know, um, have somebody save you or, you know, take care of you or, you know, feeling like you're dependent on um, basically somebody else's generosity you know sometimes that's a reality of these cases and uh uh, for people and you know that's absolutely fine i think that some people need help when you need help ask for help get help um i also just think that you know there's pride people want to feel like they can take care of themselves i think it's just a human nature uh to want to feel that you can you know survive um at a very basic instinct, you know, all these survivalist shows that we watch, you know, Survivor, um, there's this uh, innate need to feel like you can do it, you can just be, you know, self-sufficient and take care of yourself. Um, So yeah, I think that, you know, people that need help should get help. But I think, um, the idea of reparations for black people, you know, I think some people think that, um, uh, people, you know, want that, we, you know, black people want to, in America, North America, want to sit back and just have someone else pay, uh, the, their bills, and, you know, nothing could be further from the truth, um, you know, we are people, and people want to take care of themselves, and so, um, I understand when people are, you know, struggling to make ends meet in, you know, America and Canada that, um, you know, no matter what their race, they are, you know, it, it doesn't feel good. And I could understand that it would be hard to hear that someone was more deserving than you, um, or your family just because of their color of their skin. I get that. Um, but, uh, I mean, how do I feel about reparations? I'll tell you. Um, It's basically, yeah, they are more deserving in a different sense. They don't deserve to, um, you know, not struggle. But do they need assistance um, for struggling? Absolutely. And it's because of, you know, systemic racism. 
Um, I've talked about it before uh, that this country is built to hold black people um, in inferior positions to make sure that we don't succeed. Um, you know, we're hearing about it now, uh, about, you know, whole policies and systems designed to ensure that, you know, black people that um, don't have a vote, don't have a say in how this country is run, removing them from places of power. And it's thinly veiled in, you know, some sort of other case or other cause. But you know, those that will admit it will admit that it is specifically designed to ensure that a large percentage of this population based entirely on the color of their skin do not get an equal measure because they are not viewed as equals in this country. They are not viewed as Americans. They're not viewed as Canadians. They do not get a say. And so um, because of that, because we don't have people like ourselves in positions of power we um excuse me we need um to have assistance to get to those positions of power so you know the history of how black people came into north america is you know by force you know we were brought here as slaves and so um ever since then our position it's a very hard hill to climb from that level of basically you know inhuman to being seen as human there are people in today like 2019 that still look at a black person and assume based on no other reason not knowing their name not knowing anything about them uh just assuming that they are more deserving, more human, more alive, uh, that everything about them is superior based on the color of their skin. And that is a long history of this country, in this country, that every person of color has to overcome. There are people that look at a black person and see a criminal, uh, a black man and see a criminal. There are people that look at a black woman and see a whore. These are things that we have to fight for every single day and it's um you know based on uh how we are treated in our schools it's how we're treated when we walk down the street it's how we're treated when we go in for a job interview there are um stereotypes there's biases there's assumptions in you know who we are as people and it's you know, some people are doing it maliciously, like I said about the policies, and there are some people that are just passively absorbing it because you receive these messages about who black people are all the time in various forms of media, um, through various means. It's just how we're framed, and that's absolutely changing, but not fast enough there are people that need money now there are people that need jobs now and so what reparations to me looks like what reparations should be is about ensuring equality
So I know, you know, you're probably thinking it's 2019, you know, everything is, um, you know, equal, people are being called out for their racism, you know, I'm living in a backwards time. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll say that racism has a new face. If you are a racist person in this country, I mean, depending on the circles you uh, run in, I mean, you have to be craftier, you have to be more hidden. And I've spoken on this before that it's dangerous. It to me, I want my racism <laughs> like, I like a lot of things, which is just upfront, honest, in my face. You hate me because of the color of my skin, just say it. I don't want to be, you know, sussing it out, sort of getting these subtle hints about it, you know, the sort of, you know, the policies, you know, the sort of hints that you, you know, think I'm inferior, just be up with it, just be honest with it, be truthful, just say that to my face. Um, so, and I feel that, um, for some people in being in elite circles, you can no longer do that. Um, you know, there are people in power that, um, you know, believe all people are equal, uh, women, you know, people of color. Uh, so, you know, people have to be a little bit, you know, more subtle with how their beliefs of, you know, racism. So I feel that that's definitely a change that's happened. It's not necessarily eradicated. I think it's just a little more sneaky. I think, you know, racism has a new face of being a little sneakier. Um, and so, you know, there are successful black people. There are people in power um, <clears throat> that are people of color. And those that have thrived have done so in spite of a system designed to keep them down. You know, they've had to be a above and beyond. And I, you know, I speak about Barack, Barack Obama, President Obama all the time, because, you know, he has, you know, he's just an overachiever, and he's just an exceptional human being. And that is the standard of person that had to be the first, um, you know, African American president, he had to be uh, absolutely perfection to be in that office and that's the kind of standard that you know is set so you know people have to be we have to be and it's something that you know as a black woman growing up I you know be honest that you have to be more you have to be perfect that's the standard that was set to me because you don't get second chances as a you know black person you mess up once you're going to jail you know you're not people aren't going to see you different and it's an incredibly unfair burden but you know I represent when I know that I represent um not just myself when I'm out in the world I represent all black people you know for some people um I know that I'm like the only black person that they know so I have to be you know an example I don't want to be that's not my job that's not what I'm doing here, but I have to live my life in a way that, you know, sets up um, an example for other black people. I try to be an example 
a, a leader in that way in the sense that I have to show people that yeah like oh they'll be like oh that one black girl I knew she was great she was really smart she was really kind and I have to do that I guess I kind of want to do that for the people coming up after me because you know the people before me did the same thing I have to lead the way I have to show the way in that way and I have to work really really hard I've had to work really hard I've had people you know as I'm sure people not of color have shut have doors shut in my face assuming that I don't want a promotion because I'm a girl you know I've had people assume be so surprised that I've had a university education what are you surprised for you know what I mean just those kinds of reactions those kinds of barriers that are are put before me um and you know they are I've had people specifically say that I didn't they didn't think I was right for a role a leadership role and I was like why and then they would be like oh well you're you know um there's more you know experience and then I would say well you know I have this this and this and the person you are picking is just a white dude you know I've had to call people out on their stuff and I'd be and they would say oh I didn't know you had such experience and I'd be like look at my resume talk to somebody don't just look at my skin and so um I think that the um one of the things that perfectly I'll just end on this is just uh Martin Luther King Jr. has a very um eloquent way obviously of uh describing this exact situation and he says it's all right to tell a man to lift himself by his own bootstraps but it is cruel jest to say a boot to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps and so what reparations are is giving people of color black people um boots so that they can pull themselves up by their own bootstraps that's what uh we want to do but we don't even have boots we just don't even have boots and so we need that equality we need to remove systemic racism it doesn't necessarily mean a lump sum payment it just means we need equal opportunities we need you know equal opportunities and so when i explain this to people that don't get what systemic racism is and i'm like in you know in the organizations that i that i work in it's been around for you know a hundred plus years and i say we've never had a person of color in the leadership chair and i say do you think in a hundred years there was never a um intelligent and capable enough person of color to sit in that seat or do you think that they were kept out of that seat because of the system in place in the history of america do you not think that there were intelligent enough black people that it didn't have to take that long for president obama to sit in that seat it's because of the system of racism in every facet of our society that keeps people out of that chair and the people that fight and fight harder there are some people that just you know they feel the weight of the hatred on them and you know they're okay with just 
you know, getting by. They're tired of fighting. They just want to live their life. And the people that are fighting, that have to fight every single day when people tell them they aren't good enough, you know, they're, you know, exceptional. They're exceptional because a lot of people, you know, don't want to have to fight, don't want to have to fight. So I say that, you know, I understand it's controversial. I know it doesn't seem fair, but reparations is basically giving a bootless man his boots so that he can pull himself up by those bootstraps. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I'll see you next time.